JB. Local people helping out other local people. On top of that, this guy is doing nothing short of a ridiculous challenge, all to help others. We welcome from Fit By You, Tony. Good morning. Tammy, JB, how are you guys? Happy Friday. Thank you, mate. Happy Friday to you. No doubt you've been (laughs) up since the Sparrows. You've probably pushed out 100 push-ups already, have you? (laughs) Easily, yes. (laughs) Easily. Smash I've never pushed out 100 push-ups easily in my entire life. Now, Tony, um, first thing I wanted to cover off is recently you've been doing classes um, free for seniors. Can you tell us a bit about them? Yeah, sure. So we've been offering two free senior sessions for over 60s twice a week, um, totally free, just to get seniors active, work on their balance, coordination, give them some social interaction. And really, we're, we're trying to slow down cognitive decline or age-related cognitive decline and dementia. So that's our effort to try and, you know, stem that or, you know, reduce that if we can with our, with our local community. I love that you have come up with this idea because, you know, sadly – Many of us have been touched by dementia, whether it be uh, people that are listening that may be starting to go through the beginning processes. I personally have got very close friends. They've lost their parents to dementia or they're they're starting to go through that. And it's such a hard disease. But the fact that you are saying to people, let's get out, let's get you active um, and, and also have something to look forward to in life, right? Yeah, that's right, Tammy. Yeah, it does touch a lot of people's lives. I think estimated about 400,000 people suffering from dementia at the moment and about 1.6 million Australians involved in their care. So it will touch most people's lives at some point and it's just a heartbreaking thing to go through uh, for the individual and their families as well. So anything we can do... Um, it is going to be great. Yeah, wonderful that you're doing these sessions. And the fact they're free, so they're not going to hurt the hip pocket of these people in the over exactly. 60s. Um, when are the sessions? How do people like find out about them and get involved? So, sure, if you're interested or if you know someone that could benefit from it, you can just get in touch with us at Fit By You. You can jump on our website, fitbyyou.com.au. Um, you can come on down to the gym. We're just at Smithfield here, so we're easy to find. Jump on our website. Um, give us a call and uh, we can give you all the details. Monday and Thursday run in the mid-morning, so it's easy for seniors to get to. Yeah, awesome um, work. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. sounds great, Tony. Good stuff, mate. On top of that, you're doing a challenge. So you're four days <laughs> into this challenge. Your daily yes. requirement, 200 push-ups, Whoa. 200 sit-ups, 200 ring rows. I don't even know what that what is. 200 squats yep. and 200 banded oblique twists. Why are you doing this to yourself? Well, you know, I wanted something that would grab people's attention. I started to go find me. Obviously, doing the senior sessions, that's a good start, but I thought we could probably do some more. And Dementia Australia Research Foundation, they're the guys that are putting the money towards the research so the guys in the lab can get to understand this disease better and hopefully come up with some sort of cure and treatment for it. I thought this is a good way to get people's attention, get behind it, and get some more funding for those guys so they can keep doing the great work that they do. So, Tony, to clarify, are you yep. doing this challenge over 50 days? Exactly, yeah. 50,000 reps over 50 days, and it's actually going to finish up on my 50th birthday. So. Wow. Oh, what a great way to turn 50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not being able to walk from too many ring, <laughs> bloody ring rows. Is, is that the thing when you hold on, you have to pull yourself up? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like your Olympic rings, and yeah, you're just pulling yourself Jeez. up to the rings. Yeah, that's all. Pretty straightforward. Oh, Tony, what mate, a fit dude you thank must you. Be. Yeah, good stuff, mate. Good on you. You should be so proud of yourself. What a what a really massive push that you're putting together. And uh, we can't wait to see. You'll have to keep in touch with us. Let us know how you go by the end if you manage to do all of it and how much you manage to raise. But if you want to keep up to date, fit by you on Facebook. Make sure you check it out and give Tony a follow. It's Triple M. Cairns, Triple M Bracky with Tammy and JB. JB riding solo, but across the weekend, uh, absolute highlight for me since my short amount of time here. But the Survivor Golf Series, and to recap it all, we have the CEO, the man behind it all, Dave Cameron. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, JB. What a great tune. Do, and what do a- I stick with it or rather is there better? There's better songs than Destiny's Show, but, but I just wanted to try it. Hey, there's better, but I, I appreciate the effort. Uh, what, a, what a great weekend it was up at Palmer, and it was great to see you sink your teeth in and get right involved with it, mate. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a cracking weekend. It's a good concept, and it's good to see you teamed up with, with Drew Boy and the uh, the team at Kick-Ons. Uh, so it's all in the name of charity. It's all about helping mental health. And I'll tell you what, everyone there, it, it's, it's an experience I haven't really seen before because it's serious, but it's not. So you're treated like professionals, but not many of you are, and that's why I love about it. Yeah, look, you can get whatever you want out of the Survivor Golf Day. I mean, like you said, you can see the anticipation and the build-up. It's it's a serious golf tournament. But, um, look, once you have a few bad holes, there's a prize on every hole, so there's always something to play for. And, and like you said, um, the atmosphere is uh, intense, but it's fun. And, and, and like you said, uh, what a great playoff we had at the end. And to see 100 people standing around a green, um, in amateur golf, it's pretty exciting to have such a big finish. Now, how old was the kid that won it? How old were these young fellas? Because they won Look, it last year. Is that right? They did. The champions of last year ended up getting the job done. They're, last year, um, well, they're now 16 and 17, the young fellas. So one of them plays off plus two and the other one plays off seven. But um, absolute clutch when it came under pressure. You'd think they might crumble being uh, being so young, but they stood up and and got the job done, and it was it was awesome to see how 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 they played under pressure. Yeah, and they were they were damn impressive. So what's that mean now? They've got the win in this one that gets them the golden ticket. What's that mean exactly? Absolutely. So they're the first ones through to the final in December. So we travel with twenty six tournaments all around Australia, and all the winners get flown up to Port Douglas for two nights accommodation, Sheridan Mirage, and there'll only be thirty teams in the final. Um, to obviously win a chance at. Uh, a liquid desire boat trip and, and a brand new set of golf clubs. So it's um, they're the first ones in, and there'll be another twenty five tournaments. People chasing that golden ticket and uh, and travelling to to win it. So they're they're secure and they're and they're safe. Oh, awesome. Well, what about the next tournament? When's that on? Uh, can people still just get involved? So if someone's listening, going, I wouldn't mind having a crack at that. I reckon I could go all right because it does include your handicap. So it does level the whole playing field. Where is the next comp? Yeah, absolutely. We're on the on the journey. We're actually in Melbourne today. We've got two tournaments this month in Melbourne. Um, so those that are travelling, jump on the website, have a look. Eastern Golf Club in Clifton Springs. But for locally and FNQ, uh, March 11th and 12th, we're heading down to the Royal Innisfail, an absolute hidden gem. If you haven't played Innisfail Golf Club, uh, we're down there for for a weekend of uh, fun and, and like I said, raising money. So 11th of the tw- 11th and 12th of March will be Innisfail uh, next event locally. Yeah, awesome. And keep up to date with it. Just search Survivor Golf. Is it just Survivor Golf? Golf on Facebook? Uh, Survivor Golf on Facebook. And yeah. and before, before I run away, JP, for those out there listening, you played, you debuted 
Uh, we weren't expecting much, but I tell you what, we've got some unbelievable highlights of uh, of yourself swinging a golf club, and I reckon you've elevated yourself to second in line in the Triple MT there already after one game of golf. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I wasn't invited on Team Triple M, so me and Drew we we invented the Bogey Boys and had our own team, and I'm pretty sure we pipped them. We 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 took down the, the Triple M Boys. So <laughs> I think you did, and I reckon in the background we might be uh, brewing a little game, an in-house game, a Triple M game, and a Survivor game in the background. There might be something big in store down the track. I love the sound of that. Like to go head to head with them, but um, as well, I was there for the almost hole in one. So let me set the scene for everyone. There's this bloke in my group. Here, there's a there's a hole where you can win a brand new MG car, a car worth nearly twenty thousand dollars. This bloke steps up to the tee and it is rolling. It is so close, and he's screaming at it. We're screaming at it. I'm having a puff. I'm through a few beers, and we get up to the green. It is genuinely one centimetre from dropping in the hole. One centimetre from a new car. It was unbelievable. Uh, Laurie Green Laurie was his name. He's had a couple of hole-in-ones before, but I've never seen a man so shattered to hit a golf ball one centimetre to the hole. Oh. And uh, we got it on film, so check it out on all our socials. But uh, what an amazing shot. But he was one centimetre away. From driving away, thanks to Trinity Auto Group, you missed out. But yeah. What a great experience. Big thanks to Trinity Auto Group. But there, there was that moment. Then I stood up and went, well, I know how to do it now. I'm going <laughs> to give it a slap. Top the living hell out of it. <laughs> and it rolled about five meters in front of me just past the ladies' tail. So, uh, yeah, if you're looking to team up, definitely go with that guy, not me. Thanks so much. Appreciate your time, DC. And thanks for having me a part of the uh, Survivor Golf Series for the, for the opening event. Thanks, JB. We'll catch up soon. Yep. Do you know those sort of posts that you see sometimes and they just blow your mind a little bit? I see them all the time. Do you know when you think about space too much and how big it is? And oh, then I love that type you think of stuff. It, but then I start thinking about like, what am I? Hand, what am I? And yeah. you, do you know you over you get freaked out when you think too much? I'm an about overthinker those? at the best of times. Mate, these things start freaking me out. Um, I'm scrolling innocently through my social media yesterday and a friend of mine shared a post that just shook shook me to the core. Have a listen to this. In order to be born, you needed two parents, four grandparents, eight great-grandparents, 16 second great-grandparents. Works all the way up, 2,048 ninth great-grandparents. So for you to be born today from 12 generations, a total sum of 4,094 ancestors, ancestors over the last 400 years were needed. That's incredible. Have you ever thought about it like that? No, I haven't. So for you, but to, when you do think about it like for that, for you to be here, it took four thousand and ninety-four people and four hundred years for you to be here. Wow! As soon as I read that, I felt bad. Why? I mean, it took it took four hundred years and four thousand ninety-four people, and this is the best that they could come up with. <laughs> I just feel guilty now. Seen this story and it absolutely broke my heart, to be honest. So we are both massive dog lovers, and there's some dogs that are absolute heroes in our society. And it might sound dramatic, but when we tell you a bit about Thor, you'll understand why I've labelled him that way. Uh, Thor, a police dog. I tell you what, what a career he has had, and unfortunately has passed away unexpectedly. And to uh, speak a little bit about and pay homage to Thor, the police dog, uh, we have Sergeant Dave, officer in charge of Cairns Police Dog Squad. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Yeah, good morning, everybody from the Gold Coast this morning. Oh, are you? The Gold Coast? Yes, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing down there? Getting away from the crocs in the box jellyfish. <laughs> yeah, and the mozzies. Having a bit of a holiday, are you, mate? <laughs> yeah. oh, Dave, thanks for giving us this time. Look, we, we have so much respect for Queensland Police Services, especially those here in Cairns with us. But when it comes to the dogs that d- do a great job in protecting us all, Thor was just right up there with them. 
Oh, exactly. And you know what? We, we get so much support uh, in the local community up there in Cairns. It's just wonderful, especially for the dog squad. The, the police service as a whole are very lucky to have a community like we have with the support. Um, and yeah, it does bring it back home once uh, once a police dog passes away because um, they they are just so much um, so much a part of that uh, uh, area up there. We um, the amount of jobs we do and stuff like that, and the amount of people we locate, whether they are offenders from crime scenes or whether they are missing people or people who have fallen in hard times that uh, uh, want to hurt themselves. We uh, you know we're there. We we find them and. Uh, and uh, bring them back to wherever they need to go. So, it's, yeah, it's wonderful. Now, clearly you would be well aware of the relationship, the bond that's formed between police officers and uh, our our dog squad. Now, how many hours and how much time is spent together between a police officer and their dog that they work with? Well, um, 24-7, really. Uh, we uh, the, the dogs live at home with us, uh, with the handlers. Um, and then, of course, we do 10-hour shifts. So um, the dogs hop in the car with us at, uh, and do the whole 10-hour shift. So we spend all the time with them. Um, when we're not um, doing live jobs, we're doing a lot of training with them uh, just to make sure that they are prepared for the next job. And, um, yeah, so, so we spend a lot of time with them. Dave, I've read about this, and they said Senior Constable Dan Fish, uh, you know, their family's suffering so bad because obviously with Thor living at home, they'd only just recently lost another dog. Is that right? That's that's correct, yeah. Harm worked with us for about uh, probably for another four or five years here in Cairns, and um, he'd retired. He uh, got the, to the ripe old age of about 12 or 13, I think, so we, um, we only laid him to rest in December. And then to lose a, a, a current working dog is... Um, just a little bit, just a little bit worse, you know. Yeah. So, and the two dogs, the two dogs run around the yard together, and were were fantastic mates. So, um, yeah, it's hor- horrible for the family, yeah, um, and horrible for the community losing dogs like that. Yeah, exactly. And um, there could be people saying, "Oh, dogs!" But can you give us a bit of a a history on some of the work that Thor did and was doing in the Cairns region? Yeah, well, a few jobs come to mind, um, and I am lucky where I get to review. Um, all the tracks that the that my staff do, uh, my team. So um, I got to see all these type of type of jobs. You know, people hiding underneath the water, trying and hide from police. So um, and breathing through breathing through um, you know reeds and straws and stuff like that. Just so I was like, but the dog doesn't feel the dog. The dog will keep going. Um, a couple of times where somebody's attempted to ta- stab um, Thor and. Um, um, Thor has gone straight into and you know taking the taking the person out. So we got got him into custody. Um, there's a lot of jobs like that, but there's also the missing people. The missing people have fallen in hard times and want to hurt themselves. Where we're able to locate them, and then of course there's negotiating skills. And a funny thing is that um, one thing that everybody has in common is a love for dogs. So you know we can often use that dog as a um, and Thor was fantastic for it for for you know um, being able to. Um, bring something together where the people go, oh, do you want to meet the police dog? And, you know, they, they come and um, they want to meet the police dog and it'll break down those barriers, which is fantastic between the police and, and the um, and the, the person. So, yeah, fantastic job. Yeah, well, from us here at Triple M, we re- really wanted to pay our respect to police dog Thor in his six-year career, helped track down 300 offenders. What an important member wow. of our society. I'm sure he'll be sorely missed by the police force. Thanks so much for your time this morning, Sergeant Dave. And thank you, and thanks, everybody, for the support. We'll uh, see you when I get back to Cairns. Tammy and JB.